0: Only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Davis, well, along with Warren Harper. It's 2 p.m march the 25th and you're listening to altitude adjustment the twice a week podcast about people politics and professions thank you very much for joining us this afternoon and welcome my brother
1: hello hello
0: <laughs> you like you was a little sleepy there kind of fell off
1: well I, i'm looking at the uh the screen and i was like uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I don't know how to take that. You know, I spend a lot of time making that screen look flashy and uh, yeah. Exciting. I, I don't.
1: I think I mentioned it, but it just seems like once you start streaming, it just kind of fuzzy on on my end. I don't oh, know okay. if
0: you see it like that. No, I, everything looks great, and then when I go to uh, look at it on like on Facebook or whatever, everything looks great.
1: Well, maybe so. I need some settings tweaked or something.
0: I don't oh, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you need a shot of a uh, uh, cognac or something before we get started. Maybe that'll help sharpen things for you. Uh,
1: no, nah, I think it might get fuzzier. You think so? From-
0: <laughs> I, I, I think I, I'm going to say this. I think the fuzziness won't be an issue after that.
1: Uh, huh. <laughs> I see. I don't.
0: Okay. I don't think the fuzziness is going to be the major issue after that. All right, very good. So, uh, there was t- today. There are days like I. Uh, uh, so before, um, one of the, one of the <clears throat> my prep behaviors is I have to create the text for the um scroller underneath, and you know I just I love news. I just do. I love information. I love learning. And and there was this uh, article on the Riverfront Times, uh, and you'll see it in the Scroller, and it talks about a lawyer uh, crowdsourcing the information from. So recently, there was, uh, I think it was in well in 2020. There up till 2020, there was an effort to privatize the St. Louis Airport, which is okay. the biggest. Asset in the St. Louis area, and if you remember, a lot of those meetings were private; they were held in private, so the public wasn't didn't have access to them. There is an article on the Riverfront Times talking about you know that they the the lawyer has a lawyer. I I didn't know who I don't remember who the lawyer was. Anyway, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: got a hold of fifty hours of those private meetings posted mm-hmm. it and it is encouraging people to go through and listen to those so that we can bring out what was transpiring because all of that help it happened in private and we as citizens didn't have access to it. And now um, those meetings, I, so I started listening to one of the meetings, but of course, you know, in, in getting prepared for the show, I can't spend two hours uh listening to that. So I'm really looking forward to going back and to listening to some of those recordings uh to see what was going on. What was, you know, what was being discussed? What were they trying to accomplish? And mm-hmm. in the article, it says that uh the most, the more interesting parts of it are going to be in the latter, in the latter hours. Mm-hmm. So there's 50 hours. My only concern is that, um, I may listen to a couple of hours, uh, but a part of it may be understanding a thread. So someone could bring up something in the first hour, bring it up again in the 18th hour, and then um, it may impact a decision that was made somewhere in the 31st hour. And if you're not listening to the whole thing there's going to be some perspective issues that you that you may miss.
1: Yeah, gotcha.
0: So that that's my my only concern about that. Um, I like the idea that you know that kind of stuff is being exposed. Uh, I was de- I was against the privatization mm-hmm. of the uh, the airport, and then. I was doubly against it once all of the meetings were considered private and we didn't have access to them.
1: Right. Right. So, uh, you got any idea how many total meetings there were? This 50 hours was divided up into
0: no. So I'm I'm just guessing that this, this was, that each meeting was an hour long. So that's 50 meetings. There may have been other meetings that weren't captured or that weren't released. Right. So I don't know <clears throat> if that's true, um, but but I read the article. It's it's about, I don't know, six paragraphs, not that long. Um, and mm-hmm. then there's a link to the audio files. And like I said, I started listening to one. And I do plan to go back and listen to several more. I won't be able to go through all 50 hours uh, because I've got other things that I, I want to do. I want to accomplish. But I was really excited about it. Now, who, who posted that? There was a lawyer. So the, the link to the link to the article in the Riverfront Times is in the show notes. So find the show notes. And as far as you go, you, you can go to Trello. Um, right. The link is in there. And then you can go to the story. Um, okay. Because I, I definitely, I think, I'm pretty sure I included that. If I didn't, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go back and add that. You, you know, it might be that I didn't add it. I mean, I, I'll go back to that. Anyway, uh, but you can... So I know that the uh, it probably
1: was between the, what, county and the city? Is that, are those the two main participants? Or Again, is, I, don't
0: know, I don't know. I don't know all of... So, so you have to remember, <clears throat> going back, um, Rex, uh, a local millionaire, Rex yeah. Singfield was financing an effort to privatize the uh, airport.
1: Oh, that guy.
0: Also, former mayor of St. Louis, Francis Slay, was a part of that effort. Mm -hmm. I don't know who was all included in those meetings. And until I do more investigation, it's not fair for me to try to characterize Sure. Other sure. than the fact that they held these meetings in private. Gotcha. About a public resource.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be done on a regular basis with politicians.
0: All righty. So at least All that's right. out there. If you're interested in it, <clears throat> please uh you know go and listen to some of those files or listen to as many of them as you can and then share what you Uh, your interpretation or your experience with all of that is. That'd be a a great thing. But, you know, for me, it was exciting to see that um, because I like the idea of transparency and I like the idea of, you know, being able to investigate myself because a lot of times um, I have to look at when people investigate things, I have to look at do I trust that person to try to be open and honest about what they uh, right. Which brings me to the current um, hearings for Senate, uh, for Judge uh, Kataji Brown Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, I knew there was more to it. Kataji, Kataji Brown Jackson. So this has been, this has been. I I don't want to use any cute terms like dog and pony show. I don't want to. This has been, this has shown some of the cracks, I think, in our democratic process.
1: Okay. I like the way you worded that.
0: Rather than trying to suss out the qualifications for this candidate and whether or not they should be granted acceptance to uh, be a judge on the Supreme court and everything should be about the qualifications and how that judge um, may impact the, the Republic as a judge, it turned into a, an extreme sideshow of how crazy can we get It was a political, I don't know, food fight.
1: Can't even think of the words, but it's just ridiculous.
0: Some of the things I, some of the things I had issues with, so I had to go back and ask myself, is that a legitimate question? Does that question, is that a fair question? It may be a fair question, but the wrong venue for the question. Yeah, I agree. So so just because it's a good question doesn't mean it was a good time to ask that question. And so trying to understand, um, was the question designed to cash to, to cast aspersions? on the on the candidate, or was it a, a true attempt at trying to get to information that will be helpful in making a decision?
1: No, I mean, I think we already know a lot of those are just trick questions. Like, I remember one when the woman, I can't think of her name.
0: Marsha was, Blackburn.
1: Yeah, the one about what what's the definition of a woman? What mm-hmm. is a woman? Mm-hmm ridiculous question. Well, yeah.
0: okay, so let's look at that let's look at that question. So the so one of the possible ideas that she had for asking the question is she is against um trans uh people being classified as uh male or female when they were born with Opposite. Um, uh, biology. Biology. Yeah. So when she says, "What is a woman?", mm-hmm. she's trying to understand if the judge has a leaning to one side or the other, if she's for LGBTQ rights, or if she's against LGBTQ rights. Of course. So I understand if that was the intent of the question. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult for me to look at her and say, I know what her intent was. Right. Okay. So, so I'm going to give her some leeway on that question, but it was the surrounding questions that made the question about a, a woman become invalid how so so the question the question in and of itself was not invalidating it was the surrounding questions about abortion rights and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. which which shed a new light on the idea of asking about a woman because it showed that she had that the, the it made uh, Marsha Blackburn look more like she was um, trying to put forth an agenda, and not trying to, to to get to the heart of information that would help her make a decision. And that's and that's what's concerning to me, is that it seemed that there was it was it seemed like the the Decision had already been made and that all of the questions were about posturing and um, putting forth some kind of an agenda that had nothing to do with the judge taking a position uh, on the Supreme Court of the United States. It's like everybody knew how they were going to vote when they walked into the room. Right. That's true the questions were there were then um done in order to put forth an agenda and not to try to understand better the candidate so that i can make a decision so in other words, all the decisions had already been made the rest of it was a dog and pony show
1: yeah it, it was it was to me very frustrating watching the nonsense of of what they were doing it was obvious uh that they were trying to um convince their base that she was opposed to their views and and her outlook or philosophy was going to conflict with with the base of their party's values i think that was the whole point
0: point. and so <clears throat> taking what you just said if that was the case if the idea of them asking those questions was to tarnish her as a a political hack on the Supreme Court, what those senators who were elected by the people of the United States to represent them in the United States government, what they did was uh, cast the Supreme Court In a negative light, these are representatives of a representative government that was bringing down the idea of a representative government. They were making everything about um, ideology and not about fact, and not about truth, and not about getting to the truth. It's all about political posturing.
1: Well, yeah, I agree with that statement, but I think the point there is, is that uh, political groups believe that their ideology is based on truth in in their mindset. And so we have different concepts of truth or, or reality politically. And that's, that's why we're so divided.
0: Very good point. That's a very good point. Um, and it's difficult to, it's difficult to connect with, to have a conversation with a productive conversation with someone that is using different facts, different ideologies, or at least don't recognize your ideology as legitimate.
1: Yeah, back to that woman question, if if she had a different definition of a woman than what she believed, then we've got a, a real issue. So I think that was the purpose of the question to find out if her definition of a woman aligned with, with hers, Miss Blackburn, so that she could have a, a basis for an argument or a excuse to reject her.
0: And I, I don't know if I, okay, and so, and so I have to give that, um, I don't know that that was the case. I don't, because of the surrounding questions, I don't think Ms. Blackburn's, Ms. Blackburn's question had anything to do with finding out information because she didn't follow up the question. If you are trying to find out information and you're trying to understand what a person's definition of a woman is and you don't feel like you got the answer that satisfies you that that you are connecting with that person, you ask a follow-up question or rephrase your question so that you are having a conversation with each other. That she let she put that question out there, and then walked away from it, right? Because if you look at the answer, the answer was simple. I, you know, I I don't know what your definition of a woman is. Well, if I give you my, de- I then need to give you my definition of a woman, and say, you know, do you see that same thing that I see? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not what Blackburn did. She won another rent.
1: You're right. She did not really have and I uh seem to have the intention to debate this conversation. She just was trying to put her on the spot, it seems
0: like and that's you know? that's and so our democracy will survive this insanity. It will. It will. But it's going to be further damaged. Because this whole thing, and if you look at the last, at least the last three Supreme Court uh, confirmation hearings, it has become not a place of finding information, or fact-finding, of, fact finding, of uh, um, challenging a candidate's um, um, credentials, and more about political theater and how much, how much airtime can I get out of this? One article said uh, Ted Cruz put on a performance at the hearings and then started checking his uh, social media to see if he was trending.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised.
0: And I, I'm, I'm like. How can a serious human being take take such a non-serious approach?
1: This is where we are now. It's like, it's like candidate candidates and elected officials are, are out there doing performances instead of doing their jobs. They're performing. So putting on shows.
0: So, uh, One of our our guests uh, made the comment that the point, Chris, uh, makes the point that um, it's not about the truth. It was meant solely to spoil the stew. And I agree with you, it was designed solely to spoil the stew. But the stew is the belief in our democratic systems. That's the stew they're trying to spoil. Not just Miss Taji Brown Jackson's um, confirmation, but the whole stew or the whole g- government systems and how we pick our government and how we how we support our government. I agree with you, Chris. He says bingo. <laughs> All righty. Um so, so I just wanted to take a few minutes to, to talk about the Ketaji Brown stuff. Um, Jackson, Ketaji, Judge Ketaji Brown Jackson. Yes. We could go on for at least another hour and a half uh, on that because it, there was such ridiculousness. And some of it, I'm, you know, I, I, I had to try to ask the question Am I just reacting, or is there a legitimate reason for these questions? And so I have to look at the surrounding questions to try to understand, was there legitimacy in the question? And that's where their arguments for those questions started to break down. Is because the questions around it did not show that they were actually trying to get to um, to get to an answer, it was more theater, and and Fred did join us today. Hey, hey, Fred, uh, great to have you. And uh, he, Fred, a conservative, says he loves uh, Justice Jackson Brown, and I think that that's great. So when, if if Fred gives her a thumbs up, um, I'm comfortable with that.
1: Yeah, I think anyone would sensible and reasonable values can see the benefit in having her someone like her. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to move on to um feel free to comment on that if you want to and I'll include them. Um but I want to move on to um the Rock Nation deal. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I decided
1: not to wear my Rock, Rock Nation hat because I didn't want to give the disclaimer, and I didn't want to <laughs> cross that line because uh, it is what it is. I didn't. I didn't want to be in that hot seat.
0: Understood. So I appreciate I just that. Let it go. I mean, I appreciate that. That's your decision that you made. <laughs> so, so we did a. We we talked about uh, earlier. We talked about. Um, the halftime show and what we felt it did or didn't do for civil rights and the black struggle. And we touched on it. I mean, there were a lot of things we probably could have covered. Um, Then uh, Warren ran across an article that gave greater detail about what happened in some of the meetings that uh, Jay-Z was a part of and some of Jay Z's actions. Am I am I fair to characterizing that article? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I read the article, and I saw something different. So so. I'm gonna. Warren said when he when he um, included the article in a message, you know w- we send each other stuff all the time, you know read this this is whatever etc. So Warren said, "I didn't see this prior to us doing that show, and it it made me rethink some of the things that I I thought. I looked at it, and and there were things that just jumped out at me. Um, okay. That I wanted to share, which is why we're doing the Rock Nation thing. Did so? Did you want to start with you know what you saw, or did you want me to start with um, what I?" okay Can't well i can I can tell
1: you what the highlights of uh the two different uh, two different outlooks I got at first, I took this meeting with Jay Z and Goodell, the NFL as something that was put together to not only deal with the Colin Kaepernick issue but to also deal with the issues within the NFL itself, you know, lack of ownership by minorities, uh, treatment of minority players. And so I was really more tuned and focused in on those aspects. And then once I really got to this this other article, I saw a lot more details about what they were trying to do. And I just like, okay, this was totally different than the way I was looking at it. And so we can go over the details. And uh, if you want to highlight the things that stood out to you.
0: Well, so my, my take on the article had nothing to do with that. Okay. So, so, so let's explore some of the things that you saw. And then we can talk about that. Um, What I saw was just, just so you know, um, I believe in the philosophy, no man can serve two masters.
1: Okay. What does that mean? Well, that means that you have an allegiance to one master and one master only.
0: Exactly. And that's what the article brought to my mind. So that's what I want to talk about. So let's start with, you know, what you saw in the article that you thought was noteworthy.
1: Okay. I thought that, like I said, I thought that this thing was about Kaepernick and his protests, but also they were trying to amend some of the problems that, that minorities were having within the NFL,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: such as minority ownership, the coaching uh, lack of uh, black and uh, non-white coaches and and people of stature mm-hmm. i thought that Adele wanted to bring some equity real equity amongst minorities within the organization but instead he was more focusing on how they could improve their image by using these black artists uh, not that it, they wouldn't benefit from it, but that was not what I thought the whole thing was going to be about because jay zs is a millionaire, probably a billionaire. A lot of these artists that are being highlighted, they're going to make their money. But we're talking about the NFL and its issues. And so when they start talking about the halftime show and all of that. You know, we've had black artists in halftime shows for many, many times. This was nothing new. Fact that they focused on hip hop, basically, I think that was a different slant, but okay. So they gave a bunch of black artists halftime show. Big deal. <laughs> to me, that's me saying that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, other people have a whole different outlook on it. But I is the NFL about entertainment? That's the real question. Mm -hmm. Or is the NFL about a sport, an organization that has, I don't even know what kind of dollars they they bring in, Mm -hmm. but it's gotta be in the millions, big time millions. So were they just trying to clean up, use these black artists to clean up their image and get people to support them while really doing nothing to address the real issues with inside the organization. That was my, um, disappointment.
0: Okay. So I think there's a lot there and I'm going to try to narrow my focus because I, I could go a lot of different directions. So okay. one of the things that you talked about was, is the, the the NFL is entertainment, but the NFL also represents something bigger than just entertainment. It represents an organization that has basically government backing. Because if I'm if I'm correct, uh the NFL is a nonprofit organization, or is that just the NCAA?
1: I didn't think they were nonprofit, but I didn't look look
0: that up. Okay. So I thought they were private. I understand the NCAA is, is private, but they're a nonprofit.
1: Okay. Well, maybe.
0: Mm. That's a good question. So, so, so the broader the broader uh, topic is, or for me was, yes, the NFL. Mm, while it may be a private organization, it impacts a lot of government and public accommodations and functions. And it is a highly visible company. So even as a private organization, if they don't hire black coaches, if they don't hire, um, if they don't hire uh, black coaches, if they don't hire, you know, black trainers, if they don't have black ownership, it's highly visible. And it's a part of the whole um, scheme of how America functions and operates. That's like IBM is a private company.
1: Okay.
0: If IBM is actively allowed to be discriminatory, that's important for society. So, so my idea of the whole um, Jay-Z intervention and stuff was not just the entertainment aspect, which was the halftime show, Uh but the broader impact of hiring and visibility of minorities and inclusion that the organization probably should handle because of its impact in society. I agree with
1: that. And I I looked it up, and it looks like they are a nonprofit. So is the NHL, which I didn't know.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, how you doing, Tara? I wanted to say hi. We have another... A guest listening in how you doing know tara um so 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 you went through and you talked about um jay-z getting involved um and so here's my here's here was my big concern so I, as i said to you uh no man can serve two i don't believe a man can serve two masters okay The president of the United States is required to divest from all of their business ventures and everything outside of being president of the United States. And the reason for that is, is that they don't want anything to compromise the decision making and behavior of the president of the United States. So the president of the United States has to only be the president of the United States can be a business owner, can be any of that. That's their job, be president of the United States. Jay Z is the president of a multi, whatever company make a money-making entity. Okay. He, he stepped into the role of, um, Trying to be uh, 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 the term has jumped out of my head uh, of representing minority communities to the NFL and what the NFL needs to do to to interact with those communities to bring about a better living situation for everybody. Okay, but the but. That's two roles. There are people whose livelihood is um, activism, minority activism. That's what they do. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that is their goal. That is the only thing that is important to them. As a business owner, as a business owner, Jay-Z then becomes, has, has, has to split his loyalties. What if um, one of the decisions that he has to make is his company is part of the problem? How does he then rule against his own company in in um, in, in pushing forward uh, minority issues? How do, how do we then know that every decision that he's made does not have a I'm gonna make money out of this component to it?
1: That's hard to determine if you don't know where the money's actually going. I, I, someone would have to be on the inside auditing uh the companies.
0: I think, I think, I think he has a conflict of interest there the conflict of interest is he has a private um he has a private interest that can conflict with uh his public interest and so i think he has to recuse himself he has to pick one or the other he has to step away from his company or he has to step away from that job
1: so you're saying the fact that he owns a company called let's say Rock Nation he can't work with uh, say other nonprofit companies to benefit their particular causes that's a conflict.
0: Well of course that's a conflict okay because he has he has other interests which which does he put first? which interest does he put first?
1: Well, I mean, if if the work being done with the NFL has nothing to do with his uh, interest, I don't know. I, I think that's something that has to be looked at. I mean, it could be a conflict. It could be separate. You exactly. Know, but, example,
0: and so you don't know which is which is a conflict. So that means in order to avoid the appearance of impropriety, he has to let one of them go. Okay, because there's always the appearance of impropriety.
1: So why do you think he was brought into the the pick the uh, mix to do what uh, they're setting out to do or what they claim to do? Why do you think he was chosen?
0: I I don't know what that process was. How the NFL decided to start having a conversation with him, because if I remember right, there was another um, a civil rights activist that was involved early, but we haven't—I haven't heard anything from recently. Yes. Who's not taking the lead? Who's not taking charge? Here's, here's. So I don't know how that all came down, and I think that that's important. Because if we look at the history of civil rights in this country, there is always something that once the civil rights ball gets to rolling, there's always something that slows things down, that gums up the works. Mm -hmm. And here's how I think uh, some of the things have happened. Let's say, um, let's say, as a, a, a as an activist and we'll call that position uh, a civil rights activist and that as a civil rights activist, Jay-Z starts to make big changes that impact uh, the everyday lives of citizens. He then becomes a target. if he has weaknesses, if he has... Uh, things outside of uh, his activism it is going to they're going to be used against him so so his company then becomes a liability because if his company starts to take a hit let's say he's making an impact at other large companies and then those large companies say well I'm not going to no longer work with Rock nation Now he has to make the decision. I am going to continue on my political activism or my civil rights activism, or I'm going to turn around and focus my energies on my company to make sure it doesn't go under. So that may slow down his progress because he's trying to serve two masters because he's got two interests that may at some point become competing.
1: I understand what you're saying. Do you think, though, that they could find anybody uh, that doesn't have uh, any other interests that could possibly be a
0: conflict? Sure. If you if there's think- a political activist that dedicated their lives to to civil rights justice, that's all that they do. Can they threaten their their family? Well, of course they can threaten their family. But, but it's different than if you're changing if you're threatening a company that I built. Okay, well, here's
1: here's one thing that that's in the article. At the top, they list organization or they list collaborations that involve new music and entertainment initiatives. So that right there, since that's what he does, does that make his involvement a conflict or not?
0: I th- I We're see a conflict there. Do you not see a conflict?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean if 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 they're doing it for their benefit for the benefit of the NFL, what's the conflict?
0: They said he has a financial in- investment. He has a financial so, he has a financial incentive mm-hmm. to try to get some of that money for his company or for his friends.
1: Okay. And is the NFL allowed or not to allow allowed to deal with someone if it's based on music and entertainment, someone in the music and entertainment business?
0: I don't, I don't know. So help me understand how that impacts Jay Z, and Jay Z being playing two, um, you know, splitting his time between two roles.
1: Well, I don't see it as two roles in this particular instance. They're working with Jay-Z in music and entertainment.
0: So does Jay-Z have a financial interest in that?
1: Most likely.
0: If he has a financial interest in that, then how does that impact his um, role as a um, political or uh, civil rights activist? How does that impact that?
1: There's no declaration at all that this is civil rights business, first of all. Well, That's sure, there's a the civil concerned.
0: rights component to it, isn't it? Because the artist, because the civil rights component is going to say a percentage of those artists have to be minorities. Right?
1: No, there's nothing in written that said they had to be uh, minorities. It a said civil... several new music and entertainment initi- initiatives within the NFL that Jay-Z and Rock Nation will oversee. Period. There
0: is, there's a financial, there's a financial incentive there for Rock Nation.
1: Absolutely. Which
0: is headed by Jay-Z.
1: Absolutely.
0: In the role of um, um civil rights activist, the civil rights activist looks at all of those positions of music and stuff, and, and they want to know which artists are going to be in that. How many of those artists are going to be? Um, how many of those artists are going to be minorities? Sure. But but that's that's two modes of thinking. One is as a civil rights activist, and one is as a business owner. Those can be competing ideas. I agree. And, and that's what I'm what saying. I'm,
1: and what I'm saying is, in this instance. instance I don't see where he's actually declaring to be a civil rights activist. But that's the role he,
0: that was the role he took as a stepping up with the NFL. Because the idea was, is that um, Kellen Kaepernick was protesting uh, the treatment, the social treatment and whatever this position that, Jay Z stepped into with the NFL has a component of um, minority participation in the NFL, um, uh, social uh, justice that the NFL supports. Right?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure how the NFL actually played this, but I just see it as a business agreement with Jay-Z and the NFL. And I think that's the problem. People were expecting it to be something different. And it turns out that it might not be.
0: I think I feel like that, that kind of makes my point. So, so here here's another thing I'm going to, I'm going to point out and why I, I say, you can't serve two masters. Okay. So Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton, uh, so Fred asks, is he being compensated for his activity? And and for me, Fred, the compensation is, he may not take direct compensation, but he's looking at how does it impact his company? does his company benefit from his position in talking with the NFL? Because there's a financial incentive, and it may be direct or indirect. And again, so I go back to the President of the United States has to divest himself or herself from all private industry because they're representing something bigger than their company. And so, in this instance, if Jay Z is acting to bring about social change in the NFL, I I would not like to have him be a private industry owner, because there's a um, there's a personal um, monetary uh, incentive that may impact his decision. And so I was going. I was going to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I understand what you're saying. Okay.
1: And so where we have to go from here is look at the reasons why the NFL, whether it was Roger Goodell or the board or whoever, uh, chose Jay Z. So,
0: see, for me, it doesn't matter what the reasons are. It okay. is the potential conflict of interest. There doesn't have to be a real conflict of interest there has to be a perceived conflict of interest because a real conflict conflict of interest says it is happening. The thing is, is that this is a long-term uh, this is an attempt at a long-term solution and where and where there may not be a a conflict of interest right now, there may be a conflict of interest down the road and so we have to eliminate those potential, conflicts of interest. That's why he has to divest. That's why the president gets rid of his stock in companies. That's why Congress shouldn't be buying stock of companies that that they impact, that they're making laws. It's to eliminate the potential for a conflict of interest. It is for a perceived conflict of interest. It doesn't have to be an actual physical one. And so I was going with this this description here. So we've got okay. Al Sharpton was the head of the Rainbow Coalition. Rainbow Coalition, right? Or was that Jesse Jackson?
1: That's the Jesse Jackson.
0: Well, what, what was uh, um, Al Sharpton's um, group called?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Caught me off guard on that
0: one. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll call Oh, I don't want to call it by the wrong name. Um, right. So, so. Uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, you know. Um. So anyway, I wrote down Jesse Jackson and I knew I wanted to cover that and then I forgot, I mean uh, Al Sharpton. So anyway, Al Sharpton was the head of an organization that went around the country in social hotspots where uh, minorities were being mistreated. Remember that? He goes to Chicago and he's talking okay. to, to the kids, yep. uh, you know, there there's black on black crime and he's down there and he's, he's set up his organization to go around and help black organizations. So he gets a position at uh, CNN He's a, is a he a CNN commentator or has a show. He on CNN? with
1: him? He, yeah, he's been with CNN. If he's not, still is. Well, he's
0: he's he's done that, and mm-hmm. but I mean, he has a he has a show. He has a show that he puts on, I think, once a week or something, or is it a nightly show?
1: He has several things going. He's on. I, he's so on on, I need to focus the on mail. the show.
0: I need to focus on the show, so that we okay, All righty.
1: I know he's on Sirius XM.
0: He may be on Sirius uh-huh. XM. National uh-huh. Action Network. Thank you, Fred. Yeah, National, you he was head of the National Action Network. They right. They gave him a show on one of the cable channels. So now he is serving two masters. He's got to do his show. He's got to put it together. He's got to come up with whatever. And he still has to run his National Action Network we don't hear about the national action network anymore because of all of the other stuff that he's doing. Okay. Okay. So he's not out there in the field like he was before. MSNBC. Thank you, Fred. You're my man, Fred. Um, So he's a, a he's a commentator on MSNBC. He is now a part of the system. The system that he was fighting before, he is now a part of the system. System. I'm not saying he can't do those things. I'm not saying he can't go and uh, be a you know be talk on a on a a show, but putting together a show for MSNBC Mm -hmm. means he has a responsibility to them. So when it comes to does he need to go do something for the National Action Network or does he need to go do something for MSNBC? Or um, Yeah, we're talking about the Reverend Al Sharpton. So now he has to be conscious of what he does with the National Action Network because it's going to impact his job as a commentator on uh, MSNBC. Okay. Who does not think that has slowed up his impact with all of the things he's trying to do? Because the more masters you serve, the more time you have to give to each one. Right? Sure, sure. So if I if I wanted to if I have someone if I see someone that's making a dent in things that I want to, I'm doing, and and they're changing things, and I want them to stop changing things, what do I do? I dangle a carrot someplace else, so that they can't focus on the things that they were doing to hurt me or that was making changes that I didn't like. Or you might just
1: outright tell them what not to do.
0: No, not at that level. At that level, there is no no. Hey, stop doing that. That that, that don't that ain't how that works. I I I'll give heard. you a carrot. You know what? I'm I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you an hour show, and you can um and you can uh, you know espouse all of the views that you want. Oh yeah, I'll take that show. Why? Cause I'm making that money. I'm going to take that money and I'm going to use it for something good. And before I know it, it's five, eight years later. And I've gotten more wrapped up in doing the show. than on fighting the issues that I wanted to fight. Okay. Right. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I see
1: what you're saying. So during those five to eight years where he's doing those other things, what happens with his company? The what happens with
0: activity. his company? What happens with the other things that he wants to? That's why I'm saying Jay Z has a problem. That's exactly why I'm saying Jay Z has a problem. That's exactly it.
1: I think he made that record. Now I got 99 problems, and uh... <laughs>
0: so anyway. That's the problem I have with Rock Nation and and the NFL. That's the problem I have. He has a financial interest that can be used to distract from the social interests.
1: So I get all of that. Okay, made it clear mm-hmm. as a consumer or as a socially conscious person that wants to see change. How do you how do we deal with it? What do you do
0: again? Uh, whoever deals with the NFL, their job is just defined to to to, to that scope. They're not distracted by personal interests. their 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 goal is to achieve social justice. and it, And it should be somebody that not high profile, so that so that they're not. You, you know, I, I ain't gonna say that, I'll take it back. But but somebody that does that for a living, that is, their, that is their passion, that is their goal, that is their only goal.
1: I get you. So as a consumer, sports fan, however you wanna look at your position in this scenario, who do you go after? Do you go after Jay-Z? Do you go out to the NFL or do you come down on both of them?
0: Well, I mean, everybody has some culpability in everything. I, as an individual, have some culpability. And I'm trying to deal with my culpability, which is why we had this show, which is why we're having this conversation right now. Because I'm telling people, I'm telling people be aware that there are tricks to be used to try to derail progress.
1: Okay. I, I agree with you hundred percent.
0: And that's, and that's, they're going to, they, they'll throw money at you. We've seen it in the past and it slows down change and progress. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to manage my culpability. I'm trying to manage my um, my dog in this fight. Don't get distracted by this, what's shiny and new and trying to do too much.
1: I agree. Uh, you, you've made an excellent point. And I think for the record, you don't really support the NFL or watch football. Am I correct?
0: I do not watch football. I love, I I don't watch the NFL. I don't watch the NCAA. I don't watch high school anymore. I used to love sports. Um, but there were, there are some issues in professional sports and in college sports that have made me decide, um, not to, not to support them on a regular basis. But I don't think that that in and of itself should be a determining factor so i for the sake of full disclosure i don't watch it on a regular basis and so some people okay. may find that that important information and that's the only reason i answered the question
1: yeah well i mean like i, I think i asked the question basically because the people have questions
0: sure and that's fair.
1: In the line of say as a consumer because that's basically what we are if we watch the NFL we're a consumer we're supporting them if we support Jay-Z and Roc Nation we're supporting him what are our uh, responsibilities or what actions do we
0: take what are we responsible for as a part of society as a part of the whole uh, right. in 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 financing and promoting how things are happening in our society. And you're right and that and part of that is uh for me doing this podcast making sure I allow people's comments to be a part of it because I don't have all the answers. And so I have to try to spur people to come up with ideas because because I learn from listeners, I learn from people making comments and then it, it you know, when you sent me that article on Rock Nation, I the the whole um, uh, serving two masters thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It wasn't in my head until I saw that article, and then I realized he's serving two masters, and what does that mean? So it it takes it takes um, me working with a lot of people to come up with ideas. And so I appreciate input. And that's that's why the show was created the way it is, is to get that input so that we can um, use each other to share information and ideas so that we better um, uh, work together as a group. All right, so that's it for today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about oil and gas. Any last comments, Mr. Warren?
1: Well, sure, sure. I thank you for uh, raising your... Uh, point with uh the two masters and i will say that the nfl the master nfl (laughs) Goodell and company were very intentional in their choice with uh jay-z and rock nation because they see the power and the reach that he has in the entertainment uh, industry and i think they see opportunities to make money and boost their brand recognition get views, make money, make money, make money. And I don't see a whole lot of change, uh, socially coming out of this, but it is what it is.
0: It is awesome. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys tomorrow. That concludes this episode of altitude adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, the Com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment, because it matters. And as always look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you